Hello and welcome back. Here we are. I feel like I have not yet gotten used to this whole two times a month situation. I mean, it's nicer for our schedule. Yes. But I haven't gotten used to like not talking. Correct. And saving all of our hot juicy tea. Yeah. For because we have so Chat much episode. tea in our life. We do. Um, but yeah, I think I have to like get used to before it was just like, oh, I just had to remember the last week. Yes. Now I'm like, oh, I have to like write stuff down. Yes. So um, would you say that we're cultured? <laughs> oh, geez. Um, I like to think I'm more cultured than some people are. Is there an official definition of cultured? I don't know. Take us back to last night. We went out to dinner, and there was an argument between probably some very inebriated people. And 20-somethings. And all we we really don't even know what the argument was about. No, we just heard one call the other uncultured. Yes. And she said, love you, babe. (laughs) But they had two half pitchers of margaritas on the table they left. Yeah. Tacos aplenty? It was a thing. I don't think I'm on... I don't feel like I'm on... I could probably be more cultured, but I don't feel like I'm uncultured. Correct. Does that make sense? Yes, but we had a great time. Not that I know the definition of cultured, but from what I would think that it would mean. Yes, but we had a great time last night. Yes. Things have been going well here. School's into the swing. School has begun and it is going well. Work's going good for the both of us. You've been traveling. Mason got a job. Oh man. Big big man working. Can't I can't handle it. So it's it's a thing. He's crushing. Two weeks. Yep. Oh man. We got the race in about a month when this comes out. We've been doing some planning for that. Planning and preps. Training's going well. Mm-hmm. Thought we hit a little bit of speed bump after Friday. Yeah, tell him what happened, Mr. May. We can post a pic of that. Yeah. Um, I got home from work, and I was walking over to get something on the other side of the couch, and I stubbed my toe. Normally, you stub, like, your first two toes, but somehow I stubbed my middle one. And pretty right quick, it started bruising and swelling. Yeah. When normally a stubbed toe is just like, meh. Um... So I have taken two days off of running. I don't think it's broken. The color's coming back. And like I like. It can, it was still be, it was still able to be flexed and it only hurt in one spot, but thought that I was going to have to run with a broken toe. But I think it's just bruised. Yeah. Like I said, the color's coming back. Um, Oh man, this guy. Hoping that this is the last. going to have to bound you in (laughs) bubble wrap. For the next month. Yeah. I think that's okay. You think I can do that? Yes, please. Okay. Uh, All right. One last thing. Okay. So, folks, (laughs) we're going to start this off by never, never used to like coffee. We're going here. We have to talk about Mila, too. Okay. Okay. I never used to like coffee. About a year ago? Two years? We've been drinking coffee since just before the pandemic. Okay. So I would say about four years we've been drinking coffee. You just need to hush for a second. (laughs) Okay, sorry. Still don't really like coffee. I just drink it because it's a natural form of caffeine instead of drinking everything else. So I like caramel. So I'm just going to run through this. Hush your mouth. 
Got it. My home drink is caramel syrup, like the pump stuff, sugar-free. Mm-hmm. Yes. Starbucks caramel coffee. Mm-hmm. Caramel drizzle, just mm-hmm. like a, a smattering. Yeah, like the caramel that you put on like ice cream. Ice cream. And then zero sugar caramel creamer. Do you see a pattern? <laughs> I like caramel. A lot of caramel. So Starbucks order is a, was a venti blonde caramel macchiato. Extra caramel. He used to do the regular espresso and then he tried Discovered the blonde. blonde. It's got notes of citrus. It really hits my palate different. Then I stopped drinking Monster about two months ago, so I needed a cold drink in the morning, so I started making iced coffee at home. Then I tried iced coffee from Starbucks. Let me also just jump in and say that you swore up and down that you would never drink iced coffee, that you didn't understand it. Switched it it over. It's delicious. So now I get a Venti Blend iced caramel macchiato from Starbucks. First time I had that, tasted horrible because the espresso's on top. So your first drink is espresso. Horrible. Then Brandy said, why don't you get it shaken? So then... He didn't know that was a thing. I asked for it shaken. Did that two, three, four, four weeks. Then, on our way to wedding weekend... Did we talk about this last week? Possibly, but okay. this all has to be reset. Okay. I of course. I do my order. Naturally. And she said, well, do you want that upside down? Panic mode, Kyle. I say yes. Why not? You know the best thing, Starbucks barista lady. I get it upside down. Life changing. Got it that way ever since. Yesterday. <laughs> here we're here. We're, go. we're here to yesterday. Saturday. Sept two. I decided to get my regular order. Mm-hmm. And I got salted caramel cold foam added to it. Now, folks. If you've never had an orgasm from drinking <laughs> something, I may have last night. I have never tasted anything that so good. Let me also tell you that it's also an added dollar twenty-five. Yeah, so that's the downside. But let's skip over that for now. Okay, we're gonna totally. It was so disregard good. That. So good. You liked it. Yeah, but I think. Because of my condition. Yeah. Sensitivity. My sensitivity. I couldn't do that because right. it's way too much You'd have cream. to take a pill. I would have to take a pill. Yes. <laughs> 100%. But it was. Maybe two. <laughs> so good. But then when she, like Brandy over there, my wife said, it was a dollar twenty-five extra for this cold foam. So it's not going to be an every it's, time thing. Yeah. It's going it to be really like can't. a. It's when he needs. He. In his own words, when he needs a pick-me-up. So I might need a pick-me-up tonight Jeez, or tomorrow after my run. You need to learn how to make it yourself. It's not the same. It might. It's not the same when you have coffee at home, but you still enjoy it. So you just have to learn how to make it yourself. <sighs> I do. So that's my good oh news. Oh my gosh, like the world is ending. That's my good news. Last news. Last news. We figured out our sound problem. <laughs> Because last time, before we came to record, our microphones were off again. So yeah, we like don't know they were, what was happening. They were flipped off on the microphone. Or like our volume was down on our microphone, but not the mixer, anything like that. So we've had issues with the not the mixer, but like the connecting and Kyle's mic not hit, picking up and all of this stuff. So we finally figured it out. But then when we came in last week, 
or the last time we recorded, our mics were off. Mm -hmm. So we were like, what the heck? Like, what is happening? Because no one comes into the studio. Is what we thought. (laughs) Yep. So our first one that we interview is Little Miss Mila. And that's where the interview stopped. (laughs) (laughs) And normally when Mila, when it's a no from Mila that she is not the responsible party, it wasn't me guys. It's not me. She is so adamant, adamant and stern in her denial that we believe her. Yes. Because most of the time it's not her. Correct. So make sure you do this. And she has a tell. Yes. When she is not telling So make sure you do the sound effect when I say what I'm going to say. Okay. okay. So we ask, Mila, have you been playing with the microphones in the studio? <sighs> and then she starts to well up some tears. Because she knows she's not allowed to be in here. She goes, yes, I'm just playing. I'm just playing podcasts. Right. So right away, we're not, we're not going to do anything. And okay. we're not mad because right. it's not like she broke anything. Right. But we so were we just, just like, say, Mila. When you go in there, you can play. Don't touch. Yeah. Just don't touch anything. Yes. You can pretend. You can talk into the microphone. You can do everything you want to do. But don't touch any buttons. Don't touch any switches. Just play. Okay, mom and dad. Thank you. Boom. So we got a good topic today. Yeah. Now that all of our chatter's done. Yeah. Our chats. Our chatter. Our chatty chats. We are going to talk about something that we have experienced Mm -hmm. and we believe a lot of other marriages have. Some come out of this, some are content with staying in this. Yeah, and some don't make it out. Yes. So we are going to talk about the roommate phase of a marriage. Mm -hmm. Take it away. Okay. So we've all heard of it, and we've all felt it, maybe in our relationship or seen it from, for like one of someone that we know and it's the moment like when you feel like you're kind of two ships passing in the night like that that quote that they say is like you just kind of are living amongst each other not like with each other and when schedules get so busy and A crazy life of kids gets the best of you. That's what we're talking about is the roommate phase is when you just feel like the the communication. The relationship stopped being about the two of you and you're putting more emphasis on everything else and you leave each other for last, but there's always a spot before last that keeps getting filled in. Mm -hmm. So there's there's no one through 10 and you're number 10. There's one through nine, and then it gets bumped. Mm-hmm. And then there's one through 10, and you get bumped. You keep on putting yourself at the bottom of all this. Like Brandy said, schedules or work or hobbies or kids or yeah, outside it's really, family. It's really not just a relationship with kids. It's not a relationship with four, you know, a family with four kids. It could be one kid or two kids. It could be busy jobs to single people that have busy jobs and and a kind of like a, you know, 
you have this, you've started this thing where, you know, you have busy jobs, but then you also have a busy friend or family life. And you're forgetting that the first thing that's supposed to come is the two of you and everything else is supposed to be added in. So, and I don't want any of this to come across that like this is yes the the roommate phase no one wants it no one but I feel like really it's almost like the seven-year itch that you kind of hear which we're going to talk we're going to do that a podcast about that at some point but it's like almost like something that you a relationship almost just goes through naturally and you have to you have to figure out how to combat it. You know what I mean? Like naturally you're going to get into like this this way of just like kind of sta- of stagnant where you're kind of just flowing through life and kind of doing life how it feels like it's it's just working. It's working. You don't notice the new haircut or the new outfit. Or you don't notice the new dinner that one of you cooked. It's a high and a buy. It's sitting on the couch at night. It's with no interest in each other. It's it's the fact that there's so much going on that spending the time with the two of you and trying to like jumpstart that or kickstart it again just feels like it's another thing that you have to do. Mm-hmm. And you just don't you're Right now, you're just surviving, doing the bare minimum. You are bonded, not connected. Correct. You are still married, but the connection and the spark is slowly being put out. And and relationships have highs and lows. It's not like you're always going to be in this growth, this growth-oriented thing. Like you want to be, but there's there are times after 16 years of marriage where we have bumpy, rocky moments and we just have to figure out how to get ourselves out of that bumpy, rocky moment. But then there's times where it just feels like it we're, we're straight-lined, where there's not really an up, there's not really a low, and that's kind of what we're talking about today is like that straight line where it doesn't feel like there's anything great happening and maybe there you're like feeling like you're on the verge of going down the hill but there that's not where you want to be like and what can you be doing for that pick you up yeah and sometimes it's nice to not have to try so hard you know your your relationship should almost get to a place where you're not always trying to impress or you know, put out these giant gestures of of love, but on the flip side, it is also about that. Yeah, I mean, it's it's the the natural progression of a relationship. You're dating each other, you're swooning over each other, you're trying to get the other person to like you, and you're sh- you're giving them all these big gestures, and then you get married, and then it's the n- newlywed phase where you're just so in love with each other, and you're just starting this new life with each other, and then it kind of just and then either new jobs happen or f- you know 
friends, spending a lot of time with friends or having kids and you kind of just get to that point where we're like, okay, we want to be great, but we feel so stuck in like this new, this, this place right now. So how do we kind of get ourselves to that situation where we don't have to feel like we're stuck in this place? And when I say stuck, I don't mean like the kids make you stuck. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying you, and I feel like a lot of, a lot of, um, couples with kids will understand that like you just feel like you're living day to day to like survive and get the kids to their activities or get homework done and get dinner on the table or even just in their mouths on the way out the door where you just don't feel like there's time for the two of you anymore and that's normal i feel like i well, feel well let's let's talk about when we went through it okay let's let's get there yeah cuz uh you know 16 years of marriage and mm-hmm. 20 some odd years together we've we've been we've been through it yeah it lasted a, a lot longer than we had hoped mm-hmm. we wish that we would have identified it sooner obviously mm-hmm. but let's uh let's go there um so our roommate phase looks a lot of so we're going to go through some kind of red flags in a little bit and our roommate phase kind of looks a lot like some of the red flags that we're going to talk about um i would also say that during our roommate phase it did not always feel like we were in the roommate phase like there were highs Within our roommate phase, I don't feel like we were like zombies. Correct, one hundred percent agree with it. Um, you know, we would go on dates, but I feel like there 20 you yeah. could say. So, you know, a, a percentage like that. We yeah. were we were still intimate. We still like Brandy, B Brandy. Yeah, you like you said. Yeah, we still went on dates. We still made it work. And but I, at, but at some points we were just on I, the other ends of the couch. And- I feel like during that time, and we're talking our roommate phase was probably a good three years, yeah. which is a long flipping time. Yeah. Um. We were going on dates and we were doing the things and we were being intimate, but there was what I would say is there was no connection behind it. It was almost like. Oh, we haven't gone on a date night tonight, so we should probably do that. Or, you know, we haven't gone on a date night for a f- couple weeks. We should probably go on date night. You know, it's been a week and a half since we've had sex, so we should probably make sure that that happens soon because she's going to be upset or he's going to be upset or we got we to gotta get this going. And even during that phase, we did like a sexy September and it just felt like it was mm-hmm. something that was had to be done mm-hmm. and so it Which, by the way are we gonna talk about that no? i don't know it's so already september i know but i would say we were living life but there was no con- like together but there was just no connection there at all 
And I think a lot of that came from I was feeling overwhelmed. It was in the heart of COVID, um, some of it, because obviously. Yes. So you were at home. Mm-hmm. I was at home. I was working and at home. schooling the kids. And schooling the kids. I was still working. So in a sense, I was getting out of the house. Yes. You were at home doing more than normal. Mm-hmm. I would say, so for a time frame, our roommate phase was probably a good two years prior to COVID, and then it ended in 2020. And so at the end of our roommate phase, I about had had it because it was the start of COVID. It was me just feeling like I was doing everything by myself, and maybe that's not how it really was, but it felt that way just because there was it didn't feel like we were connected so it didn't feel like we were a team anymore it felt like i was doing everything and i was jealous because he was able to get out of the house and he was you know you were able to get away but then when you were home it didn't feel like we were connecting so it just felt like i was still by myself at that time i was still i was dealing with Um, My dad had gotten into a car accident and I felt very alone throughout that whole entire process. Um, And so it was just, for us, it was, it was just a lack of connectivity. Like we just were not, it was not something that Kyle did. It was not something that I did. It was not something, and, and to be honest, on Kyle's side, which you could talk about this, you felt like at that point, because I, so because I was not feeling the connection, I was kind of just living life and doing the mom thing and doing what I felt like I needed to do to make myself feel needed and wanted because I didn't feel it from him, from you. But you, because I was doing that, you felt like I didn't want you. Because I was sitting there being like, okay, well, if I don't feel the connection from him, then I need to feel strength in myself. So I need to just do my own thing. And when I did my own thing, then you weren't feeling the love and connection from me. And it just came to a big head. And so we had just like a big... It all just came to a head and we... The two ships finally crashed into each other instead of just passing. There was a giant crash and we knew that that was not what we wanted our marriage to be. Mm -hmm. And we knew that we were better than what we were doing and our kids deserved better. Kyle deserved better. I deserved better than what, how we had been living life for the last three years. And so there was like a lot of forgiveness. There was a lot of grace. There was a lot of communication. There was a lot of everything to try to... A lot more prioritization. Yeah. I mean, that was a a point where we kind of just were like, you know, we were... we were giving ourselves a lot to other people. And it was kind of like, no, we need to focus on 
what we have here and we can't give ourselves so much. We can't stretch ourselves thin because we're not giving each other enough. And so we just, I, I mean, I f- there are some times where I feel like, oh, we made it through it. And then there's some times where I feel like we're still working on some things. And then there's some times that I feel like I, I don't ever feel like that's a place that we'll get back to. Agreed. Um, because of the work, the work we've done, the boundaries we've set in place for ourselves and for our family and for our relationship, just everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a really, you know, you, you, I chose to be with Kyle. Like I, I want to be with him. I want to feel, and part of that is to be connected to him and feel that connection. And so when, when you're in a place in your relationship where you don't feel that connection and you, you know that there are ways to get out of it, there are ways to communicate and to, to figure it out that that's not, yes, it's just a phase we hope because some people don't make it out of it. Some people find other ways to get out of it and it's not with each other. And that's like the, the smaller percentage of it. I feel like in most cases, this is kind of just like a figuring it out phase of we have, and, and to be honest, we didn't even have small kids when ours happened. The kids were getting older. So it's just kind of a figuring out phase of how can we continue doing life? What are some things that we kind of have to brush aside so that we make sure that we have time and are intentional about each other along with doing the other things that need to be done? Anything else to add? No. Because I was, just talked a lot. I know. That was really good. Thanks. You're welcome. You want me to do some talking now? Sure. Okay, so now that we have talked about our story yeah, and what the roommate phase is, now we're going to talk about a little bit more broad red flags that you may see and how we can fix them. Got it. Got it? Mm-hmm. So, number one. The marriage feels like a burden, which obviously you don't want. Correct. There's no passion or connection between the two of you. You never see, you know, why you or your partner should do things together. Why do we have to go to this dinner together? They're your friend. You yeah. Know, why Why do I need to go? You Are we just going to, do you want to say the flag and then how to avoid the flag? I think, I think that this is more like... Maybe it doesn't always have – it's not always a burden to be together, but, like, right, you don't, it's hard to be – like, there are, like we've said, a million things that need to happen in this day. I have to get Evan to rehearsal. I have to get Mason to work. I have to get Jace to practice. I need to go grocery shopping. I need to do this. And by the end of that, it's like – by then, I just want to sit on the couch and date night doesn't even sound interesting to me. Correct. So 
You don't need to do everything together, but you should want to spend time together. Yes. So even if that is sitting on the couch and talking about your days, Mm -hmm. even if that is both of you driving together to take all the kids places right? so that you can communicate and talk in the car, even if that's, I'm going to go grocery shopping, but can you help me bring the groceries in and then we'll put away groceries together and we'll chat? Or these things need to be cleaned in the house. Can we do them together? Or let's go for a walk around the block in the half an hour that we have before this, this, and this. Finding little ways that, yeah, when the schedule is building up and there's a million things that need to be done, what ways can you find time? Even if it's not having like a random date night, because that can't always happen, to schedule it, like looking at at, at the year, or even the next couple months and being like, let's look at the calendar. Okay, we have this day open and this day open and this day open. Let's plan that for a date night. We're not putting anything else on the calendar. Even if something comes up. You need to prioritize you too. Is basically what, what this is saying. Yeah. If you don't see each other as number one priority, that's your flag. Mm-hmm. Simplify it. Yeah make each other the priority. It's not spending, every it's not every every second. Spending time with each other shouldn't see shouldn't be just another thing you have yes. to do. It's not every second. If you have a free Saturday, you can still go do your your things. I'll still go hunting. You'll still go have your yogurt bowl. Oh my gosh, that was my new thing I started this weekend. And then we did our our kid family stuff during the day, and then Saturday night we had a date night. Mhm. Or we we prioritized ourselves, we then prioritized our family, and we finished the day off with each other. Mm-hmm. You need to make sure that you make each other number one. And like we said, there will be seasons of life where a date night is just not possible, and that's okay. But what are ways that you can connect yes. with each other? And like we said before, a date not doesn't going always, on a, a date, date night. doesn't always have to be out. Yeah, you can have a dinner at home. All sorts of these fun things. Next one. This was a big one for us. Mm-hmm. You're no longer seeking affection. Mm-hmm. You're no longer wanting to kiss or hold the hands or touch a leg. You're no longer actively seeking it. Now, I understand that some couples are more... Passive? No. More affectionate than others. Right. Um. So, like, we are very um, PDA people. Like, we're not making out in front of people. But, like, we like to hold hands in public. We like to, you know, peck each other. We like to, you know, I like to grab your butt. And I don't care who sees it because, you know what? You're my husband. Boom. Boom. And that's fine. That's fine if you're not those people. Yes. But that doesn't mean that it just goes out the window and it isn't a thing at all like are you holding hands with your partner that's a way to be physically connected 
with each other. Are you sitting on the same couch? Are you sitting close to each other? Or are you on opposite couches or the same couch, but on different ends and just not... Or on two different levels of the house. Right. Like, why are one of you in the bedroom and one of you downstairs watching TV? No. Like, why aren't you spending time together? Yes. Without... I, to be honest, the def- the difference between a roommate and a relationship is the intimacy. The That's the difference. The affection. So if the affection isn't there, that's a problem. Mm-hmm. Because that's a way for you... To and, s- and, and affection doesn't even need to be the physical aspect of it. It can just be caring about each other and communicating with each other because a way that I show my affection is just telling you that I love you. So are you doing that? Because that means a lot, especially if it's not being said often. So are you, are you lacking affection in your relationship? Are you seeking it out? Because if you're seeking it, if you're not seeking it out, your partner, par- your partner might not even think you want it. So seek it out. And if your partner is seeking it out, see that. And, and give them what they're, what they're wanting and needing. Good one. Thanks. Next one. You are often angry at each other. And we're going to kind of combine that with the next one, which is like your, you or your partner are unhappy because yes. they kind of go hand in hand. Yes. Now, go ahead. You were about to talk. Arguing is okay. 100%. Also, I think that going to bed angry is okay. I hate when people say that. I hate when you go to a bridal shower and they, I went to a bridal shower once and we, I thought it was the coolest thing. We actually went around and there was like a microphone or I don't think there was a microphone, but we said like something that like in a, a word of advice and always, and it's always an older woman because like, I don't know if that's like what they were taught or what, but it's always don't go to bed angry. You know what? Sometimes I need to go to bed angry because I'm going to say something that I don't want to say and that I can't take back. If I'm angry with you right now, sometimes I just need to sleep on it and wake up refreshed in the morning with a different idea and a different mentality. Just because I'm angry at you doesn't mean that I'm not going to kiss you goodnight. And that I'm not going to say I love you, but I'm still angry with you. And that's okay to me. It's also okay to argue with each other because no couple is perfect. You are two imperfect people. You are not going to agree on everything. And if you're not arguing, then there's something that your spouse is not telling you because, yeah. and and they are beating around the bush at a constant yeah. because- There are things that make you mad about me and there are things that make me mad about you. And unless you discuss it, you're just going to be angry and resentful and frustrated all the time because they're not able to fix it because you're not talking about it. Yeah. 
anything else to say about that. <laughs> no. No. But I you think just, you just got to remember that if there's something bothering you or there's an issue, you need to just bring it up and talk about it. Because the worst thing that you could do is hold it in and then just let it continue to fester. Let and it continue to affect your intimacy or your affection or your time together. Mm -hmm. Just talk about it. Like, I don't want to spend time with somebody that I'm frustrated with. But if I can... Why did you smile? Because you're frustrated with me. <laughs> I'm not right now. Yeah, not right, right now. <laughs> but if I can have a communication and we can come together as adults and talk about something and you not be super... What's the word I'm looking for? Closed closed or like protective about it and not and just want to listen to me then we can communicate about it and we can fix it a lot faster than if you just held on to it and just let it build and build and build you chose to spend the rest of your life with this person so let's make sure that they know that copy yep good and if you're unhappy when was the last time that you had fun in your marriage? Like, what are some ways that you guys can have fun with each other? What are some things that you want to talk about? What are some things that you want to do together? What are what are ways that you guys can feel connected? Are you unhappy because you don't communicate enough? Are you unhappy because you don't do enough together, just the two of you? Are you unhappy because you could be unhappy for happy for a million different reasons, but that unhappiness isn't going to stop unless you actually do something about it. There's an action that needs to take place in order to fix it. And you have to be willing to do that. We've told told you guys a million times in a million different ways that marriage is 100% a lot of flipping work. And you have to be willing to take that on. The work does not stop when you stay I do. It continues every flipping day. It's so hard to stay great. It's hard. You say you think that it it shouldn't have to be hard, but it's it's hard when you have two people that have different mindsets, that have different priorities, that have different everything to come together as one and try to make decisions and have life work together. It's hard work. and But it's worth the work. Yep. I love your little yep. <laughs> well, sometimes you get going and I don't need to add, add, add anything. Thanks, babe. Uh, next one. Two more here. You avoid conflict. Like Brandy said, sometimes an argument's good for the relationship. You'll get mm -hmm. things out. We'll start solving things. If you just keep everything in or you don't respond to things that used to upset you, you need to consider what you really care about or where where your marriage is going. You, need, you really need to think about that. Mm -hmm. If it used to upset you and doesn't anymore. Is it because you're giving up? Like Why? Or is it because you figured out that it doesn't matter as much? Right. Like the shoes. Here we go with the shoes. 
it doesn't matter as much anymore. You bring it up constantly, so apparently it no, does. No, I'm just using it because we've used this example before. So people know about the shoes? Yes. Okay. It doesn't bother me as much anymore. It's not a big deal. I just kick them right into the freaking closet. Why didn't you do what? that from the start then? Because I just needed something to bitch about. You needed about. some conflict in our yep, marriage? I just it. needed a little yes. bit of conflict. So is it because you figured out that it doesn't matter as much and you can live with it and it's not going to come in between you like the shoes? Or is it that you've given up on it? It not bothering you and you getting over it is not the same as giving up on it. If it's still something that bothers you, you need to communicate. It's amazing that all we talk about is communication. It's hmm. really crazy, isn't, isn't it? Isn't that crazy? Isn't that like a maybe a sign that maybe that's important? Maybe. So that one's pretty simple. Don't avoid conflict. Solve it. Identify it. Solve it. And work to make it not happen. Also, if it's not something that you feel like you can figure out just the two of you, if the conflict in your marriage is that great, then maybe it's time to get a third party to help with that. Seek a counselor and and remember that just because you go and you talk to one person, if that person does not mesh well with you, then go look for another one. Like you don't have to just stick to the first one. Find somebody that works with you and that you mesh well with. And a counselor is a great option for figuring out the conflict and having just like somebody to mediate and 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 give you ways to listen to each other better and and talk to each other better and all of the things. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Last one. And then we're going to talk about some ways to get out of these. These ruts. These flags. Flags. Uh, last one. You don't share passion and priorities. Now, this is both for things and also each other and marriage. Mm-hmm. So, Kyle clearly has his own passions. Yeah. He loves running. He loves hunting. That's pretty much that, it. <laughs> That's karma cold foam. <laughs> um, me, like I kind of ebb and flow to things, and really, right now, I don't have something that I like super am in love with. Although in this last week, this or just yesterday. I was able to get out of the house in the morning and I sat at a smoothie place that we have in town and I worked and it is amazing how you get out of the house and you can like become so freaking like what's the word that I'm looking for like you can just get everything done and there's no distractions and it's just wonderful. Like it was like peace to my heart. Um, I would say also like self-care is a big thing that I'm into right now. So Shout out drip. So um Kyle has passions, I have passions. Like, what are some ways that we can share in those passions? Yes, should Kyle have things that he loves doing that 
don't necessarily have to do with me. Yeah, because I ain't running 50 miles or 100. I have gone hunting with you. Mm-hmm. Um, Kyle has gone and gotten a pedicure with me. I love self-care. He loves self-care. He... W- you should have time away from each other. But that shouldn't be the only thing you do. You should be able to bring together your passions. So when Kyle talks to me about running, I'm actively listening to him and I can actually have a conversation with him about things. I'm his crew leader for his races. And so when he's talking to me about... Carbs per hour? Yeah, My, you know, and aid stations, aid stations and, and all of that. I know what he's talking about. Yes, when not, he's talking about... It's not just a blind, uh-huh, yeah, okay, uh-huh, yeah, okay. When I'm talking about hunting, you know you know decoys, you know my gun, you know shot shell size, you know all this stuff. When he, he asked me if I wanted to start running with him, I said, absolutely not, <laughs> but I will crew you. I, so I'm still there. I'm yes. part of his day. I'm making sure that he's... His training is going on. I'm making sure that he's eating enough. I'm making sure that he has enough nutrients in him. And the same goes for you when you talk about your self-care or, you know, I support your time alone. But I know I know your face regimen. I know what vitamins you're taking. And I make sure you're up with that. So I take an interest in in your things and making sure that you are keeping up with them. Well, and even like I would say my passion, one of my other ones right now is working out. Mm -hmm. Like I have been super dedicated this summer and you motivate me and you, I'll send you pictures before I start my workout and you always send me something, you know, to keep me going and all of that. So like, yes, we have our own separate things, but I know about his and he knows about mine. At the end of the day, we can still talk to each other about our things. Mm -hmm. So- if you, to close this out, to bring it to a close. Are we closing? To, to, round, to round it out okay. in closing. Got it. Here, when we start closing, if you feel <laughs> like you're in the roommate phase. <laughs> okay, ma'am, please. Sorry. Sorry. Ma'am. Okay. I'll put you on mute. Okay. Hush. If you feel like you're in the roommate phase, what are some things you can do to help get yourselves out? Mm, I mm. love that. Number one, you can get back to basics. I love the basics. So what were the things that... Go ahead. Sorry. We're both going to say the same thing. (laughs) Go ahead. No. The basics worked to start your relationship. Yep. So they're going to work to keep it going or to get it back. Yeah. So... How do you not switch positions 10 hundred times during this thing? (laughs) But I have literally switched 10 hundred times. I can't sit and I'm sorry. I really do think that you have RLS, to be honest. But my legs don't move. But I think you have like RBS, restless body syndrome. <laughs> Back to basics, Mrs. Okay. May. Okay. Good night. So um, swoon your partner. Know the things that they like and like take, the an, phone. <laughs> take an interest in that. Buy them flowers. Um, Flowers die. I said that really loud into the mic. Um, Maybe you were sending. I me used a message. to say flowers die, but I like flowers too. Go on a date, surprise them with something, send them flowers to work, send them nudes. Yeah, yeah. Whatever you did in the beginning 
that like got gave them the butterflies and all of the things, do that. And it doesn't have to be a big giant gesture because it probably wasn't always big giant gestures when you started dating. So what can you do? Send them a random text in the middle of the day or a meme or something that says, I was thinking of you. Okay? Okay. Do that. Kickstart your sex life. Mm. And this is like, so if you're not feeling the intimacy in your relationship, what are some ways that you can kickstart that? Is it being spon- being more spontaneous? Is it we don't have time for this and we need to schedule it? Because yes, obviously scheduling it feels like a daunting thing, but sometimes that's just what you need to do. Try new things. Are there things that you want to try in the bedroom that you've been you've talked about for years that you think, oh, well, if I go buy this toy or if we try this new position or whatever, maybe it'll bring some excitement back into the bedroom. And if you need a spark there, go back to our February episodes. We mm-hmm. talk about a whole lot of sex in yes. February. Yes. Next one. Um, go away together. So this doesn't have to be a big, huge thing either. It could be one night. It could be a weekend. It could be a week. Yes. It depends on what you're capable of doing with your family situation. But together, not a couple, not a couple strip. No. Not a not a just the two together. of you. Find things and plan it together. Yes. Don't just have the wife go and plan everything or the husband plan the weekend. Plan it together. What restaurants do you want to go to? What all the things. Yes. When's our weekend? Um one month. A month and a half. Nice. Yes. Solid. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing that you can do is take a class together. There are so many things that you can go and do together, like a cooking class, a dancing class. If you like um, working out, like a yoga class or a strength class or some kind of like Pilates or I don't know, anything. Like what is something that wine you guys- tasting. There you go. Go. Something that you guys would love to do, or like if you have a brewery around or um, a distillery or something like that, what's something that you like to do that you would both enjoy that you could go and do a tasting or something like that? Yeah. Um, this one this one will be quick about because we have stressed it. Learn your partner's love language and use it. Correct. And if you need some more information on that... Episode 12 is our love languages episode. Love, love languages. Yes. Love. So 100%, if you do not know your partner's love language, learn it because they are not feeling love unless you are loving them the way that they want to be Go loved. Go back to episode 12 and give it a listen. Yep. Boom. Um, surprise your spouse. Um, the best way to like show love is when it's not expected. Like Kyle will always surprise me with bringing me home a coffee. He did on Friday. Friday. Um, Kyle is way better than the surprises than I am. And it's just like a thing in our relationship. I have noticed. Oh, my God. I tried to do better at this. I'm working on it. Work harder. Oh, my goodness. I'm sorry. I'm just not. Like, I think about it, but then it just Mm, like. Yeah. Yeah. It's not a priority. Oh, my God. (laughs) 
Just leave your key uh, on the way out. But like, what are some ways? Like, could you surprise them with flowers? Literally, you can buy a little bouquet of flowers at Jewel for $5. It doesn't need to be some massive Gesture. arrangement. Like, just something small. A candy from the gas station. It. That's all that I'm talking about. Just something saying, hey, I was thinking of you. Yes. Last one. And this is kind of what we just talked about. Do we want to talk about this one? We just did this. Yeah, we just talked about that no. one. Okay. So let's close it out. Okay. A lot of great stuff here. Mm-hmm. This episode is way longer than I thought it was going to be. I think it all comes down to this. And it's what we've said previously. Mm-hmm. Prioritize each other. And it will be fine. Too often, we, we, by when I say we, I'm going to say the couple, the spouses, we get lost in life. As a couple, not mm -hmm. you or I, as a couple, we get yeah. lost. We get lost in the day to day. Mm -hmm. We get lost in the kids, the jobs. And that can happen. Mm -hmm. If you prioritize each other, over everything else, even your kids. Mm -hmm. Yes. Which, yes, we have okay. talked about that. Yes. Can you find that while I'm talking? Yes. Prioritize each other even over your kids. Everything will be okay because your kids will understand. You need to show them that mom and dad are good and that they are making each other number one so they can be great for you. If you are not prioritizing each other, the kids will see it and problems may come from that. Communication. Very important. If there is a problem, communicate it to your spouse. They do not know what they cannot hear. If you are having troubles with something that your spouse can help with, let's, let's get them out. Let's talk about them. And then we can solve them. But we cannot help you if we don't know. Have you found that episode yet? I'm trying to look for it. Did we not identify it properly? I don't know if we did. Because I have how we prioritize each other when life gets busy. Well, what episode is that? Um, I don't know. Okay. Why it's not telling me what episode it is. Because when I found the other one. Is it titled? It definitely. It says how we prioritize each other when life gets busy. It's from April 4th, 2022. Okay. Um, but I don't know why it's not telling me what the episode number is. That's so kind of annoying. just look for that one, how we prioritize each other when life gets busy. Um, I don't know if there's another one since that we've talked about the kids, but I I know we've talked about it numerous times about how we prioritize each, over, uh, each other over the kids. Yes. So the other one told me exactly what episode it was. That's why it was easy for me to write that down. Gotcha. But for some reason, that's not... Probably because why is the sound looking quiet again? Because I think we're just talking quiet because we're being serious. Oh, okay. But 
There we go. See, now we're talking with a little bit more energy. You know, it seems like we're up there. Got it. You can come out of it. Mm-hmm. But you have to, again. Don't make it last three years because right. that was not great. Prioritize each other and communicate and you will get out of it. Mm-hmm. That's what we got for you today. I mean, that is the that is the way to get out of it. That is prioritizing each other and communicating. I know that life is busy and life is crazy and there's a million things that you feel like you have to do. I get that. That's where ours came from. But you have a teammate in that. The best teammate you could ever ask for. So the teammate that you chose. Correct. So look at that person and and ask them for help to get through it. Because they're the only person that can. Yeah. Good stuff, Mrs. May. Thanks, Mr. Great May. Great episode. Yep. Really enjoyed this one. I think yep. the people are going to like it. I hope um, so. If you do like it, please let us know. Also, please share it with yep. somebody that you think might take some benefit from it. Mm-hmm. Um, that's really all for us. We'll, we'll talk to you in two weeks with a, a nice... Yeah, we'll be back September 18th. With a chat episode. But in the meantime, find us on Instagram. Um, Living the Life We Love podcast. We'll be posting a whole bunch of things. We're going to be parents of a 16-year-old the next time we talk to them. Yeah. That's gross. Horrible. But check us out on Instagram. Again, if you like what you're listening to, please share us, subscribes. We're on all platforms, all that good stuff. Most definitely. We appreciate all you guys. Thank you so much. And have a great uh, couple of weeks here. Bye. I love you. I love you, Mama.